everybody, Jesse James, average idiot. Welcome back to the show. Try to do more and more shows. Today's video is gonna be fire. And the Average Idiot Podcast is the only podcast that is in America that is AI powered. Eastern Kentucky's only AI powered podcast. Today we're gonna be talking, gonna be doing a little bit quotes. I wanna go, I wanna talk about something a little bit later in the show. I wanna talk about the book of Jonah later. But at first, in some of my recent videos and maybe some of my recent live streams, maybe you've gotten the idea that I don't think that maybe you should hustle, grind, and damn near murder yourself every day to chase your dreams, chase your goals, and get to where you need to go. That, my friends, is not what I mean to say. Maybe you've hit rock bottom. Maybe you don't. Maybe you didn't come from a world or a life full of businesses. That's okay. That's still not an excuse for you to not hustle, for you to not grind, for you to not get up off your feet. No sir. No sir. I tell you what, rock bottom's good for. Rock bottom is the best place to build a foundation. You cannot build a foundation on anything other then bedrock my friends and maybe that's where you needed to be to get where you're going so you can get to your destination to provide for your family what you want and what you need and what your creator god built for you i don't know first we're going to take a knee for christ the king and be grateful for everything we have i appreciate you guys joining hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit all the buttons today's video is not gonna be very long but i do kind of want to touch on a couple things i got in the next couple of shows, I got a couple of guys I want to talk to um, that have a couple of different stories. One guy's, a, I'm still reaching out and talking to a couple people, but it's, it's going to be good. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit all the buttons. And ah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going to get into it. In the first quote, and once again, I want to thank you all for being here. And, uh, and if you want to join the telegram, dude. If you're in the green industry, if you're a guy that, uh, if you're a guy in the green industry that just kind of just learning, maybe you're maybe far into, I got a telegram that's green life telegram and, it, and it's not monetized. It's not anything. It's just whatever. So the links on that will be in the description below. And if you want to support this podcast on this YouTube channel, the links will be for the Patreon and all that other good stuff. And uh, all that helps. Now, I had to take away. I've talked about this before, but not in such a formal way. It was mostly on live streams. I've had to, I had to take a break. I, ha I had to get away. And sometimes that's important. Now, does everybody need to take a break? And does everybody need to get away? Most certainly not. Look at the success and failure rate of businesses, right? Small business owners' success rate isn't very high. Why? Is it because they get burnt out? Is it because they do something or, or, or they don't know how to get up off their feet? Is it because their ego? They don't have the confidence. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I can tell you what I do know. I do know I give it everything. My attitude, my personality is one of which I go, if I'm into something, dude, I'm 110% straight up. I'm 110%. Balls to the wall, fire. <laughs> but sometimes I burn out after about 
couple months and I move on. Let's say, for example, I got into uh, like building guns and learn how to shoot and different things, which is cool. Woo woo. Uh huh. But during that, right uh, after a little bit, I just kind of fell out of it, and I thought maybe once once my world was crashing around me, once the everything was coming all up over my my once my ego was coming in around me and trapped i'm looking around i'm like oh god trying to fend it off i'm trying to defend myself and i couldn't do it my willpower my everything i had i wasn't giving it everything i got i wasn't hustling and grinding like i was preaching and that wasn't fair to you that wasn't fair to me and it wasn't fair to my family and then once everything started coming down, I just realized, whoa, I need to gather myself. I need to, A, number one, I need to take a knee for Christ the King. I need to make sure my family's protected, safe, make sure the bills are paid. So I did what I needed to do. But just because you fail once, just because you failed before, doesn't mean you're going to continue to fail. If you're not failing, then you're not trying. You have to fail. You have to learn. You have to scrape your knees before you learn how to ride your bike. You can't learn how to ride a bike if you've never scraped your knees. <laughs> Woo. All right. Enough with that. So hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit all the buttons. I appreciate you guys. I'm just a failed business owner who's trying every day. I'm currently in a factory. I do landscaping and stuff still on the side. And my goal is to eventually get back into getting back into full-time, but I'm not going to rush something that I'm not ready for. My ego got in the way before, and I don't want to see that happen to you. So we got a couple little jobs coming up here in the future, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm doing a lot of work for my friends. Hit, hit, uh, you can go back in my videos and look at uh, my past couple videos. It's just been kind of working around the family property. Um, it's working for a friend of mine. I'm, I'm in a brand new area, which is truly a blessing, which I never seen this blessing before. That's what's kind of great of it. Moving to like taking your business. Once you get into an area and you start to learn your area, well, you're, I mean, you're, you're attached to that because it's just the way it is. So I, I, once I had the opportunity to say, okay, things aren't working right. I didn't get a couple of contracts that I wanted. I have a few contracts that I have, but I don't really want. And I have some clients, you know, I was kind of in, I could have went either way. Right. But I, Kayla wanted to come back and be with her family here in Eastern Kentucky. And I figured, you know what? This is a good opportunity for me to go a most importantly for my family, be around structure, um, being held accountable as a man. The most important thing, you can have, whether whatever age you are, being held to account, something I never had before, that her father, <laughs> her father does for me, which sometimes doesn't seem like the best move, but it's right where I need to be. And, and it's truly a blessing. Starting over in a brand new area, where I have a couple friends already in the, in the business, in my vicinity, so I've already got a leg up. So. Just to be open, I'm. That's you might not be in that situation, but that's okay. Life isn't always fair, and, but luckily I fell on a good, good side of it because I have good friends and uh, good mentors around me. 
Now I haven't always listened to him, but that's just the way it is. Let's see what I got wrote down. I wrote some notes down. I've had them down for a while. I just kind of want to share a couple of them. George Bernard Shaw said, there, see, my notes. George Bernard Shaw said there are three kinds of people in this life. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, and those who don't know what happened. So let's make things happen. If you're new in business, and maybe you come from a different, difficult background, you can begin to make things happen. People in your family will tell you, starting a business, whether it's landscaping, pressure washer, whatever, it's a crowded market. You're never going to make it. You're never going to make any money. Those things are all correct if you allow it to happen. If you can take control of your life, you decide what you want to pursue. Nobody can tell you what you can and cannot do. It reminds me of a quote. If you don't chase your dreams, you'll spend your entire life working for someone who did. Wealth is not a, a fixed structure. Wealth isn't, if you look at a pie, this is, off, this is off my little notes. Look at a pie, sliced all up. That's not how wealth works. Wealth is created out of, I don't know how it works. I'm not one of the... I'm not a geocentrical mathematician guy, okay? Whatever that is. I'm not one of them. I can't barely tie my shoes. I'm just an average idiot doing the best I can to provide for my family and build a business and just be an overall humble guy that takes a knee for Christ the King and is generally happy, although my ego has to be unchecked. All right, back to the script. Where was I at? Uh, Money was going, you can be Create wealth. Take charge. Take confidence in yourself and in your business. And create the, you create the solution to people's problems. That's the most important part. That's the most important part that people overlook. Businesses are successful. Businesses are successful when you create something that takes time, gives you sell back time. That's what you do. You you solve issues. You solve problems. Now, not just anybody's going to start a toothpaste business, but at one time, that was a brilliant idea. Now there's that market super flooded. Now you could come in and start a new toothpaste brand and be good. But timing is key and confidence is key and what you're willing to do, what other the other guys not willing to do. That's what separates the men from the boys, my friends. And I, and I know we're all aware of that, but you want to monetize time. That's what, that's what you're really doing. Anybody can go out and cut grass. Cutting grass and have fancy equipment isn't what's important. People kind of lose track of that. People kind of lose track of what they think they need or what they don't think you need. I'm telling you, what you need is something that cuts grass. Most clients do not care. As long as everything looks good, looks presentable, and top, you know, hey, you don't need that big dog fancy stand on uh, ZK or any of the other uh, Ferris stander mowers, these big Hustler 88 inch stand on. Those are all nice. Now that you'll be able to sell more time that way. That machine, that investment into your business will offer you the ability to sell more time because what you're doing is selling time. You go to Johnny's Q and Sally Sue down the street where they're working, they're maybe upper management. Let's just say they're in upper management down the way. They live in a fairly nice neighborhood. And they, they want their time. That's what, 
It's hard to say. That's what they want. They want time. They want time with their family. They don't want to get off of a nine to 10 hour office work week and they got their nice khakis on. And then now they got to go roll their sleeves up, go maybe get their blue jeans on, maybe go get their Timberland work boots and then go mow the grass. No, they want to spend time with their children, just like you want to spend time with your children, your child, your wife. You want to go to church. You want to be able to have time for life other than what work doesn't dictate because it's your responsibility or going to the gym because it's your responsibility or whatever your responsibility is. These are some things that we, as we're not normal people, landscapers, my friends, are not normal people. And when I say landscapers, bear in mind, I'm not only talking about just people who cut grass or just people who throw mulch. I'm talking about painters. I'm talking about the hustlers, the grinders, the go get it, do it yourself or type of people that are willing to go. Maybe people who just scrap metal all day long. The people who just scrap metal, maybe, right? Or the pressure washer guys. There's a ton of pressure washing. I'm I'm looking to go more into pressure washing. I look at the overhead. I look at where I'm at my life and my business. I, I'm a, at a factory right now that pays fairly well. Wish it paid more. <laughs> but that's kind of the thing with life. I'm looking at pressure washer. I've already got a really nice machine from before in my last venture, right? So I'm looking at my overhead would be lower versus all the lawnmower equipment, the time it takes to hook everything up and drag it around. I'm thinking maybe for this year, I'm just going to stick mostly with doing little side projects, mowing grass here and there and doing some landscaping. But I'm going to focus a lot on pressure washing. So when I say landscapers aren't normal people, I'm talking about the whole genre of the people who, who, who know that the grind is real, who keep chasing their dreams every day, who don't give up and make Christ uh, center in their life. Those are the people I'm talking about. Those are the people that I deal with. These are your blue-collar, hardworking, everyday people. The they my people. Those are my people. People that I come from. We we say cut from the same cloth, if you will. All right, let's get back to the notes. Where do I leave off? Uh, I can skip some of that stuff. Henry Ford said, let's see. Henry Ford said, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. That's pretty heavy. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So take that with you. And the last quote I got for you today is Aristotle said, what you repeatedly do there for excellence ought to be a habit. And that's where my last of my notes talks about rock bottom, the perfect place for a foundation. And that is the whole, what, kit and caboodle, if you will. That's the whole point to my little rant in the intro of this video was foundation foundation and being at rock bottom and people if you've never hit rock bottom bless you good don't go there but for most of us we have and a lot of people in the green industry we have a past or a history that sometimes we think is like a big sign on our forehead. Truth is, especially in my situation where I've moved to a different area, of course, I share a lot of things on the interwebs as well. 
no one really knows your past, nor do they care. But what they care about is who you are today. What you're doing today. What works are you showing society that you are a good person? It doesn't matter where you come from or what you did. And that's hard for people that come from a background of drug addiction, you know, in and out of situations that we're not necessarily proud of. That's part of our story. And that's a, those are things we need to start taking and wearing it on our chest as a, as a badge of honor. Because those are some struggles and strife that we've learned that's made us stronger. We've learned to overcome. Not everybody's had to overcome these things. Of course, did we put ourselves in these situations? You're sure right we did. No one forced us to take and do the things that we did. Thing is, we were there anyway, right? So my point is, I'm going to start wearing that as a badge of honor. That's something that's made me stronger. Maybe you out there in the world, maybe you've struggled, or maybe you are struggling, maybe you, you know somebody close to you, aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, brother that needs help. And you just, maybe you don't have the issue, but you know someone that you know the kind of person that they are and who they, who they can be, right? You know if they would just get help. They're never going to be ready for help until they're ready. You can't force it. No, you can't make it for them. You can't want it for them. Now, is there ways to help them around, around it? Sure. Love. Love. Now, that sounds simple. That sounds kind of whatever. If you just love them and know that you're there for them, no matter what they're going through, eventually they'll come around and they will be the best to you that you've ever been. Now, <laughs> that's not to say they don't bite the hand of feet sometimes. It will. I've done it. But the only reason that I bring this part up is because it's I've been there. And in the green industry, unfortunately, it's a, it's a life filled with construction workers, landscapers, pressure washer painters, guys like that, who the laborers that we pick up as business owners, or maybe even our beginning walk, maybe when we're getting into the green industry, maybe we struggled with certain issues, alcoholism, drug addict, drug addiction, uh, in and out of prison, things like that. But maybe not. I just wanted to kind of put that in as saying someone in your life, just love, love on them. Tell them, Tell them that you love them every day and you're there for them. Don't enable, <coughs> don't enable them. <laughs> you don't want to do that. But with that, I'm, I'm going to transfer over to, I want to talk about kind of the book of Job. And if you don't want to listen to any of that, hey, I don't care. So this is going to be the AI-powered version but let's say our little Old Testament Bible study, if you will. We got the Dewey Reams Bible, the one and true Dewey Reams. Now, when I talk about, I don't, I'm not preaching at anybody. I want to take the book of Job. I want to take the book of Job. Not Job. Gosh, why do I keep saying Job? Jonas. Book of Jonas. And just look at kind of his things and what, what I, this isn't going to be very long. And what kind of inspired it, this is part two of the video is a book by Father Robert Barron, uh, A Journey with Jonah. And I don't know why I kept saying Job. Job is one of my, I was talking about struggle, strife, stuff like that. And the first thing you think of all the time is Job. But I'm going to talk about Jonah. And I'm not going to be preaching at anybody. I'm, I'm just a, a layman, just a simple guy who takes a knee for Christ the King 
but wants to kind of share some of the, the important stories that's in the Old Testament. A lot of people just kind of overlook these stories. You, we got the Gary V's of the world who are helping people, and what their, their main message is saying, just be grateful for what you have. Don't worry about where you're at. Just focus on where you're going and be the best person you can be till you get there. You'll get there when you get there. Gary V saying that, and he's being held up as whatever. We've got 2,000 years of church history that's saying these things, which is good. I'm glad that the secular world is kind of is kind of seeing it, that just be grateful for what you have. Keep your family first. You know, do the best you can. Wake up every day. Make your bed. The 12 simple rules of life. These are mostly biblical structures, but the church as a whole hasn't done a very good job, and I think that they're kind of moving that around. But in Jonah... God tells Jonah, and it's, tell me if anybody this had been here. God tells Jonah, arise and go to Nineveh. Well, Jonah didn't go. Why? He, was it because he was scared of God? No. He, Jonah was a, uh, people say he's a minor prophet. I think he was a major prophet, right? He didn't go. And why didn't he go? Hmm. Because he was prejudiced. He had hate in his heart. He wasn't, he didn't find his center, really. He wanted the people of Nineveh. He knew God is a, is a merciful, loving, caring God. He knew that. And he knew that when he says, for when God said, arise, go to Nineveh, for they, if they don't repent, they're going to face my judgment. He knew that God was going to forgive them. That's what he does. That's what God does to all of us. So it doesn't, my point is, you can run away. And I'm getting ahead of myself. So Jonah ran away. He's the guy that got swallowed up by the whale, right? Jonah ran away. Jonas in the Old Testament, the Latin, I think it's the same way. But Jonah ran away. He tried to get as far away from the creator of the universe. He tried to go, he left out of Joppa and got on the sea, paid his full fare. Now, back in the day, thousands of years ago, you don't pay your full fare on a trip across the, wherever you're going. You pay half when you get on as an incentive to the shipmates and people. Half when you get and pay the rest when you get there. But as soon as Jonah got on board, he paid his full fare. So that tells us he was ready to roll. He was ready to run, ready to go, right? And I'm not, I'm not a theologian. I'm not even, I'm just a guy who's just trying to share my stories and using the Old Testament as kind of a other way to do it. So when he's trying to run from the creator of the universe, surprise, surprise, when he's on the open waters, what happens? A big storm goes over the deep. The face of the deep is just at an entire ruckus. It's a roar, and the ship's about to break. The boards are literally about to snap, and the shipmates on board are looking around at each other. They're throwing everything over. They're trying to balance the ship. They're trying to do anything they can so they don't die. So they don't die. And they look at each other. They start drawing lots. Who, whose fault is this as they're drawing lots? Who, who's what, what's going on here? We have obviously made God angry. The storm is not just a normal storm. And if anybody's ever walked that path in life, the path of the prodigal, you just know, man, everything is going out of control, and it's going out of control quickly. Why? Why? Well, because you're walking the path of the prodigal. You're walking outside of God's favor. Anybody who's ever struggled and it's just tumbling and getting worse and getting worse, well, it's going to continue to stay worse until you find your center, until you can balance your ship, until you can walk with Christ. So when they go down, Jonah's sleeping. During this storm that is so bad, experience 
marin maritime people, experienced ship people. That I don't. I'm not, I'm not a navy guy. I don't know, but experienced maritime people. They're freaking out. So you know it's a bad. It's they think the ship is gonna break in half. They're throwing off their treasures and their cargo that they're being paid to transport. But Jonah is fast asleep below the deck. What does that mean? Like, I look at that and I thought, how is he fast asleep? And I look at it like my own life. When I was heavy in addiction, heavy in drugs, heavy in all my issues of life, it's like time just passes you by and you don't realize. It's kind of like almost as if you're not paying attention to anything, that you're fast asleep, you're watching your life deteriorate around your eyes. How can someone, people that's never been on the path of the prodigal, people who's never had a issues in their life, whether it's been prison, drugs, struggle, strife, whatever. People who's never been there, they don't understand what I'm saying. But for those who have and those who see loved ones every day, that it's like their life is deteriorated around their eyes and they're not doing anything about it. Why? Do something. Stop. Just stop what you're doing. But we can look at the prophet Jonah. And he was fast asleep as everything is, it's so bad that he, because of his actions, the world around him and the people that he's with on this boat, Gentiles, if you will, but people that he loves, they're going to perish because of his actions. And you can draw your own conclusion to the people who are in active addiction today and how loved ones suffer because of one individual. A whole family will suffer because the actions of one. And I've been there. And maybe you have too. That's, that's kind of why I share the story. Because there is redemption. There is love. And there is mercy. So when Jonah, when Jonah gets woken up, like the captain says, why are you sleeping, you silly, silly man? <laughs> you silly bird. You just silly little bird. Jonah, oh, speaking of bird, Jonah's name is Dove. And if you look in the New Testament, you can tie a lot of, Jesus talks about the minor prophet, Jonah, uh, and look at his whole story all the way to Calvary and redemption over to the beginning after the flood of Noah. Noah sent a dove out to see if the ship, if the seas were calm, if land has came up over the waters. Anyway, that's, a, that's just kind of a, like a, a weird drawing. But Jonah finally gets woken up. He knows what it is. And once you come to that point or your family member comes to that point in active addiction or life, they say, okay, I recognize my issue. I know that I'm hurting my family, my friends. Jonah knew that he was hurting his crew now he wasn't part of the crew but when you're out on the water especially thousands of years ago you're on the water for weeks at a time so you're growing your friend your bond that you're gonna have with these men and women or whoever you're at sea with that's all you got it's kind of like being in a factory 12 hours a day the people you're around they become family they become close you care about them so jonah cared about these people and when he realized god's mad at me and all this is because of me so he says throw me over throw me overboard and the sea will, and God will spare you. The sea will calm. They, that's crazy. He said, "I will lay down my life for you." Draw your parallels to the New Testament there. But so they didn't want to do that, right? They didn't want. They just want to hurt their friends. So they start lowering them down. As soon as his leg hits the water, the seas start to calm. So eventually, they have to throw him all the way in. Jonah had to fully realize. 
his actions. Just like, let's draw the parallel to myself. I was hurting my friends and family around me whenever I was in active addiction. And it wasn't until I fully said, I need help. I need the full embrace of, of God. And I needed to go to uh, rehabs and I needed help. I needed help. I was, everybody around me was falling apart. Everybody around me was about to die. That's a little extreme. But that was the case in Jonah's part. And this book's only a couple chapters long. So once Jonah goes all the way fully submerged in the water, the sea is calm like a light switch. That's Once you realize that you need help, family around you, they will be able to get their life in order. But you are the cause of it, so you still have to take part in it. Jonah still has to do it. So God prepared a fish, a giant, great fish, a whale, and he swallowed him up. And you just, just the prayers, just the prayers that Jonah was saying in the belly of the beast where he was under the deep for three days, so was Jesus in the tomb for three days. That, that story of resurrection and redemption of even Jonah Let's take our family. Let's take today's metaphor, right? Whenever, whenever the person that you love, me, myself, whenever I was getting clean, I thought that was going to be like the hardest part. And this, we're going to continue with Jonah. And this, and this all tie in. But I thought getting clean, getting off of drugs, getting all these horrible toxins and horrible nastiness out of my pores, out of my body, all, all, every, all the poison out. It hurts. It's hard. Diarrhea. I don't want to get vulgar. But it's hard. It hurts. Your body isn't the same for weeks at a time, months at a time sometimes. I've heard of people being all the way up to a year before they fully feel normal. So you have to die. You have to go through that. The, the, the addict has to purge themselves. And it's hard to do it. It's, I thought it was going to be the hardest, but what, actually that was one of the easiest part because living sober, living clean, and this is go to your family member, living that way, learning how to relive life, learning how to how life actually works. Once you're clean, once you're sober, once you've ruined your name, once you've ruined everything about yourself, realize I need to build up respect for myself, my family. I need it. my character, mine, everything is all in shambles and that's kind of the walk of it that's what separate that's why a lot of people don't make it out that's why a lot of people do not make it out of addiction and then and you see so many people so many young people today who perish who fall to overdose and things like that you think man they had two years of sobriety or whatever why would they go back to using that escape route was still in their mind there was something that they weren't settled centered with and that's the hard part. So I, <clears throat> excuse me, I weep every time I read these stories on Facebook because I know that show, I know so many people and I thought that was going to be me. You know, here I am today <laughs> yelling, yelling, at, yelling at a camera and screaming into a microphone like a madman. <laughs> All right, where was I talking about? So the whale is riding around. Once God hears the prayers, knows that Jonah's sincere, he has the whale belch him up onto the sea. 
then he says, Jonah, arise, son of Aiden, whatever dad's name, I don't know. But he says, arise, for the second time. Jonah, arise, thus says the Lord. So he, he does what he does. He's, he, he, goes to, he goes to Nineveh at this point. And, and you know, so that's our, that's our prodigal, me. Went through drug addiction, getting clean and sober, living, life is hard, I'm finally dying. But the poisons are out of my body. Now I'm back on my regular walk of life, trying to rebuild my name, trying to be a good Jonah prophet, trying to be a good human, me, trying to live in society. Jonah goes to Nineveh, tells the Ninevites, says, Repent before the Lord of destruction. You be like Sodom and Gomorrah. But I don't know what it says. Well, I, I do know what it says, but for sake of time. So in, in Jonah's surprise, they fall to their knees and repent unto the Lord. The all of Nineveh, the great city of Nineveh. And Jonah is so mad because the people of Nineveh, the Gentiles, they don't have the law. The sea and the land, when you hear in the Old Testament, people talk about the sea and the land. The land is stable, secure, safe, you know, that's, that's Jerusalem, that's Jews, that's Torah, that's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. When you see, when you hear about the sea, the waters, when Jesus walks on the waters, when you hear about the waters, it's rough, it's scary, you don't know about the deep, you, the, the, the monsters under the deep, the whales, the great fish, all the terrors of heaven at sea, sea monsters, those are representative of the Gentiles, the world outside of Jerusalem. The world outside of the temple. Scary. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know what you don't know. Who's who says that? Uh person in George Bush's cabinet years ago. You don't know what you don't know. You, there's your known unknowns, your known knowns, and your unknown knowns. The greatness of George Bush and his cabinet, right? Anyway, talking about so Jonah is mad again at this point. But on his walk, he had a he had a uh a, a, a leaf. Or something to keep him, keep him from the burning up. The, the heat of the day was pounding on his neck, in the back of his head, and on his body. So God provided him a big leaf, and Jonah was walking, so he's not getting sunburnt. He's in the cool, <laughs> and then the leaf withers away because Jonah was having a little pity party. He was mad that the people of Nineveh aren't getting destroyed, that the great city of Nineveh, Gentiles, pagans bad people in his mind. They are not being destroyed by the creator of the universe. There's so much. And so God withers his thing. And Jonah says, he's like, you silly, you, you don't create. It's, it's a beautiful story of redemption. Beautiful story. And just looking at Jonah, I'm like, this is me. This is all of us who wrestle and struggle with these things. Even something simple as one, you were just in the belly of a beast dead. You were dying. You weren't, you just got swallowed by a fish. And now you're just going to complain because your leaf withered away. You're not going to be grateful for everything that you have around you. The air that's in your lungs, the family that's close to you, the, the ability to just walk to Nineveh, to share the story of the creator of the universe told you. And you're not happy for all the pagans that fell to their knees in repentance? You silly man. And that's all of us. We're all just, but God being merciful, as he is, works with Noah, or works with Jonah in his way. And, and, and it goes, in, and at the end of it, what does he say? 
Chat Life Spare, Nineveh, the great city. And there are 20,000 persons in whole. And then Jonah's still complaining, but they don't know the right hand from the left. And God pretty much agrees with them. But that, well, that was the point. Where the sea, he had to go settle the sea as being the Gentiles. And now look after the New Testament comes. Look at where we are in the world. I don't know. That's, that's a quick reading of Jonah in the Dewey Rames Bible. And that was helped with, I read uh, A Journey with Jonah by Word on Fire, Father Robert Barron. It was it's actually a fairly, fairly good little read. It's only, it only took about an hour or so. But it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And whether, even if you don't, maybe you're not so, here's a term I hear a lot. Is I'm not really, dude, I get it, man. Whatever you want to do. Ah. Oh, I get it. I'm just not religious. I'm more spiritual. I'm more spiritual. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, take your spirituality and just measure yourself. I know it sounds cool, you know, or whatever, but like, this is, I'm way going off. I'm getting way out of my element. And that's okay. The stories in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, they're for everyone. And that's okay. So take, take the story of Jonah. Take my silly story, whether it's, you know, whatever. Take the loved one in your life. And then know that, what's this song? Just know that you love them and they'll love you. What we got? We got some music here. We'll end up closing the video out with this fancy little music button here. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit all the buttons. I love y'all. My dog loves y'all. If you can hear her walking around, scratching her little feet on the whatever. Kayla loves y'all. We all love y'all. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit all the buttons. Y'all know what it is. Share the video. This is Eastern Kentucky's America's only AI-powered podcast.